The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you again for joining me today. I can't say enough each week about how much I appreciate each one of you for listening, the comments you share with me, and you encourage me to keep going, so thank you. In the last three shows, we have been on the beginnings of an amazing journey, the journey of the hero within. And I've asked you the question about your own awareness of the hero that is within within you, deep inside you how well you're aware of that and how much you want to awaken that or become that even more. Who is that hero? The hero is all based, as you know, on the book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces from Joseph Campbell. And as I've said before too, Joseph Campbell no longer with us, but he wrote so beautifully and so powerful about the myths of cultures around the world for the entire history of the world myths that help us awaken to who we truly are. It is your most beautiful self coming forth and you living out your life purpose for coming to the planet for this lifetime. That is what the hero is all about. You are much more than you have yet become. We are all more than we have yet become. And this isn't just a self-focus. I want you to get that very clearly. It is about ourselves, yes, even Yeshua said we had to love ourselves before we can love our neighbors. And to the degree that we learn to understand who we are, the more we can help others awaken to who they are. It's about we, not just me. So who will you become? That is the question. Just a few words of of a review, and then we're gonna go further today. And uh, then we're going to take a break for about three weeks. I'll have a, uh, another guest on the show, Dr. Sheldon Kramer. And we'll be talking about the tree of life from the Jewish Kabbalah and how to incorporate and, and develop the ten basic qualities uh, of being alive and being who we are. So we'll do that for three weeks, and then I'll be back with you, and we're going to do further uh, steps down the path of this hero and the adventures of life. So who will you become? Who will you dare to leave? The ordinary. What is that ordinary? And when will you dare to leave the ordinary behind and choose an adventure beyond your most cherished dreams? We've all had something valuable taken from us. We've had our true self masked, covered up, pushed away, pushed aside, 
with the lies and the criticism and all the dogma and the, the beliefs of the world around us. And we have been kept all wrapped up in something that is far too small. We have grown up in a cage, shall we say, that has not allowed us to be totally free. It is that cage that the hero's journey addresses. When will we depart from that cage? When will we awaken? And then, what does our return look like as we return with a spiritual message and a clear understanding of our own true life purpose? But we've been kept too small by those who themselves are very small. What is your destiny? What is your purpose? What will your blossoming look like when you become that fragrant flower that brings delight to others? The freedom to choose and to be is ours alone. We choose it for ourselves and no one can choose it for us. And you know, as beautiful as the physical world can be, there is a truth about those images that can keep us blind to the deeper realities. As ugly and painful as the physical world can become at times, there is, within the ugly, a gift that we could otherwise miss completely. When is it that we, as physical beings, are most likely to look for more than we normally would? When will we admit that we are in need of what is beyond our present limitations? When will we leave the ordinary behind? What will be required of us to open to a higher consciousness? Have you ever asked yourself, what is it that keeps me smaller than what I can be? What will take us to the experience that is beyond the ordinary? All those things that keep us comfortable are exactly what can keep us small and blind and asleep. Those who sit on the porch of comfort are least likely to go climb a mountain or sail the seas and search for more. But do we dare take off the masks of our temporary distractions? That's a question. That was a question the hero had to ask. That was the question that took the hero, him or her, to the place where he or she said, I will depart. I will leave the ordinary behind. I will leave the smallness behind. I will embark upon an awakening adventure. I will step into higher consciousness. In those same moments, <clears throat> we find ourselves sometimes satisfied with all that we know or have, and we also find that our current definitions of reality are far too small. Another billion or two added to the accounts of the billionaire does not make him smarter, wiser, or better a better person. Neither does it get him to deeper in touch with his own soul, wherein he might discover who he truly is. Looking at the world of literal physical images, the toys we love to play with, we are only able to discover the masks of unconsciousness when we admit that our toys are simply that. But there are other masks, other masks that keep us in a smaller place, powerful masks, Mask that if we allow them into our consciousness can take us to the depths of all that lie behind the things that we see with our eyes. What are those masks? Joseph Campbell revealed that those masks can many times be the mask of the face of the divine, a metaphor for what lies behind the visible world. 
And once we find the courage to go deep inside of ourselves and take off the masks that the ego hides behind, and we find our higher self, then we begin to discover and experience the divine within. That is our true nature. We are the divine in human form. The experience of the divine within is what Yeshua was trying to communicate with all of his listeners as he told parable after parable, mythical stories, to reveal the truth about the kingdom of heaven within. For this is the essence of who we are. Throughout history, humanity's most powerful truths have always been communicated in the form of stories. Storytelling is what captures our imagination like nothing else. Stories open our inner self to deeper understanding that is far more than just hearing some dry lectures or sermons. Stories can take us to the threshold of the most powerful choices we could ever make, and they bring us to the brink of discovering our most beautiful self ever. And as I mentioned before, just, uh, just in review again, a story is most powerful when it requires us to think, to wonder, and to choose. As we automatically put ourselves into every, every story we hear, we identify with one of the characters, and we find ourselves identifying with that image in the story and throughout the story, far beyond just entertainment. A story is, and it contains, a compelling myth. A myth that opens us to the possibility of being more than ever before by calling into question at least seven inner issues. Those seven issues are this. Who is this person I call me? Why is that person living like I am living today? Why did I come to this planet? Am I fulfilling that purpose? What have I been neglecting? What have I forgotten? And who has lied to me about what life is all about? The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell is one of the most intriguing books I've ever read. And while it's not easy to understand for the Western mind, it does hold vast treasures of discovery for the ones who are hungry for more. You need some encouragement, hungry for adventure? This book is for all of us. For you see, the hero is you and me and every other human that responds to the call from deep within. What is that call? It's a call to leave the ordinary far behind. Set your sights on finding your purpose for coming here and become your most beautiful self. In doing that, it is then that we can begin to contribute to the beauty of other lives too. The story of the hero, as Joseph Campbell writes, reveals that the hero is the one who is not satisfied with what life has held for him or her so far. There's always more adventure ahead for the one who refuses to sit on the porch of life and watch it all go by. What does your next adventure look like? Where will it take you? Who will you be when you return? On your journey to the vast mountain range of truth, what is unknown to you in this moment? Actually, we cannot answer that question, for within our answer would be what we say we do not know. We don't know what the unknown is. For that is our quest, the mystery, the pursuit that we are on. We need not be afraid of mystery. We need not be afraid of the unknown. For we, <clears throat> we look the unknown in the face and we say, I'm going to find out, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to find out who you are. I'm not afraid. The unknown is a mystery to be revealed. It's a beautiful flower on a path that I've not yet discovered.
So on your journey, what is your next adventure? What is your next unknown that will be revealed to you? The mysteries of the universe have always been a source of fascination and wonder and amazement for the human race. The paradox within the beauty of it all is that we get to dance with all the parts of what appears to us temporarily and all the opposites that we see and understanding the purpose for those opposites. We get to ask them all questions. We get to know who we are. And the unknown scares the heck out of most, uh, at least the religious mind. But while at the same time, the unknown puts others into an imagined torment. But for the seeker of truth, the unknown is like a banquet spread before their eyes, opening to the freedom to partake of what you choose to be in this moment and the next moment or the next moment. Spirituality has always been the divine source for human beings, not the structures of religion. The unknown is a fascinating concept for the human mind and spirit. The unknown has brought humans to their knees. But how do I know that I really know? How can I possibly know in the midst of change? It's like looking at a rushing mountain stream constantly moving and changing and never is the same. But each time I close my eyes and open them again, I see a different stream. Yet each view of that reality is part of the whole picture of what that stream or any stream might be like. The more I see, the more I change, I understand and incorporate into my perspectives, the more reality I experience. <clears throat> the more I do that, the more I know. And yet mystery is our ever-present friend amidst life's unfolding. Time to take a break. I'll be right back with you. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. 
Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we are on a journey. You are the hero of your own journey. I am the hero of mine. And as we share our adventures together, we get to learn together and grow together. But the visions of what I see in this moment, the explanations of what I've seen before, the way I use language to try to help someone else understand my experiences, are all but futile efforts to transfer truth to another person. The best we can do to communicate what we see is to write and or to tell a story, or by sharing a myth, which in itself may not be real, but it can be very helpful in communicating a truth that is not be able to be explained by just words. We can also communicate to others by speaking about a mystery that opens a door or inner doors to explore more of what might be, or speak in terms of metaphors, analogies, and parables as a way of, to find and gain a deeper understanding. Jesus, Yeshua, used parables to communicate the essence of this kingdom, the kingdom within. Those parables were not actual events that occurred in that day, but they were stories. They were myths that powerfully communicated the truth. When he talked about a widow losing a coin or a man finding a pearl of great price, those were metaphors for finding and experiencing the kingdom within as he taught. These stories are the paintbrushes dipped into the myriads of colors with which a masterpiece is created. Following is one of my stories about exploring truth, wandering and wandering in the mystery of it all. And within the experiences I've had, I understand more of what I'm searching for. I called it the stream of life. Walking along a delightful wooded stream in upper Michigan, my awareness of the nature of that stream opened to the mystical wonder of all that was before me in that moment. As I pondered the beauty of the flowing water, I experienced a penetrating insight into the stream that we call life. That enticing stream had never before been exactly what I was seeing on that day. None of the drops of water in that stream on that day had ever been together in exactly the same way before, and never again would anyone see what I was seeing at that point in time. And since water can never be destroyed, I wondered just where each drop might have been since the time the earth came into form when the Creator called forth light from the face of the dark. What was it like to be part of this beautiful stream compared to having been a drop in the ocean or in a mighty river or in a piece of ice at the South Pole, mist in the cloud or a droplet of morning dew on a rose petal or maybe even steam coming out of my morning cup of cappuccino? The water in that stream had been all over the planet, I mused, and its journey was not to end in this place either. Its journey today was but a continuum of the eternal path of all that is a part of the divine. Each drop of water in that stream had a journey ahead that was, as yet, unknown. In that unknown dimension lies both the mystery and the delights of this present adventure that we call existence or life. Our lives are, like in many ways, like the drop of water in that stream. Where have we been 
and all of our past experiences that are beyond our memories. Where will we yet be in the unfolding present? To where shall we roam as a being that is yet to become all that we choose in the days ahead? These are but unanswerable ponderings in this existential reality. But then, as I looked at the stream, I wondered, of all the possibilities downstream, what experiences would each drop of water realize? The next bend? The waterfall just ahead? The river only a few miles away? Or the ocean? A myriad of possibilities awaited each drop of water as it flows, widens into a quiet pool, falls over the rocks and branches, or breaks into a fast-moving current along the way. Will it be caught by a thirsty plant, a tree, a raccoon, or a deer? Perhaps, for a time, it will be part of the brain cell in a deer, or maybe it will pass through the digestive system and temporarily be part of some waste on the ground. Gee, I wondered, what is the experience of each drop of water to be? But yet sometimes it seems in life that this has happened to us. We end up as a pile of waste on the ground, at least in some people's thinking. But my friends, it's only temporary. Each drop of water will surely return. Each drop of water will sooner or later evaporate and become part of the atmosphere above once again. Will it be carried away on the feet of a crane that has been feeding in the waters? What then will its path be? Will it be splashed upon a rock or fallen tree, evaporate into the air, help form a cloud, and once again ride the winds until it falls as rain somewhere else on the surface of the planet? At that moment, that drop of water will be on another unknown adventure of sustaining life anew. And my friends, each drop of water, like the human spirit, can never be trapped. It will not fail to fulfill its purpose, and neither will you. For sure, there, are, there will be and there are times of waiting and wondering and trying to understand why all the present circumstances are happening. Sometimes things come into our lives, health issues or difficulties at work or you know what they are. And we wonder why. Why did this come to happen to me? And wherever you are today, if you hear nothing else today, I ask that you would hear this. You are not trapped. This adventure that you're on now will open to a far more beautiful self than you've ever yet known. All you need to do is say, thank you, teach me, show me, help me understand the meaning of this event in my life and help me through it learn to claim my most beautiful self. And you can do it, and you will do it. But there are times when we will all feel like we're stuck in a hidden place without seeming to have much hope. But emerge, we will, just like that drop of water, and your journey will continue with greater wisdom than you had before the experience you've just been through. For there, beyond right and wrong, beyond good and bad, and all other human judgments, we are part of all that is. We are one with each other, and we are one with the divine. There were many times when my life seemed like a drop of water 
<laughs> that had surely lost its way. The traumas of early childhood, too much to bear, and yet I could not escape the torment, or at least not until later in life. It was one day when I had to realize that I was more than what I felt I was in my early years. I had to learn, but it was only through love and divine connection and through the spiritual practices that can heal the human spirit that I finally was able to heal. It wasn't until I discovered the truth of the Aramaic Yeshua or Jesus when, he when I began to realize that he taught about the kingdom of heaven within. It was on that day I began to say, wait a minute, I'm more than I've ever known, and I will not I will not turn away from finding out more of who I am. I was not going to let any of the past keep me from being what I knew I could be, though on that day I didn't know what that was. I had no idea years ago that I would ever write a book. I had no idea that I would ever be a host of my own radio show. Gee, how could that ever be? But as I kept learning and as I kept growing, and as I kept becoming, and as I kept reading, as things were happening. Deep inside, I was changing. Deep inside, I knew that that drop in the stream was me. And I didn't care whether an animal along the way might have, might drink me up or whatever. That, that didn't destroy me. I was going to learn through that experience. It may seem like we're trapped for a while, but we're not. We will emerge. We cannot, because we're part of the divine, we cannot be kept back from who we really are. And that I want you to understand and know, because it's this hero's journey that we're on. The hero, the one who experiences departure, the leaving home, then the initiation or the awakening, and then the return with a healing message for others. These are what we all are in the midst of experiencing right now. But what is this thing called leaving home? Is it leaving a physical home? Or is it just leaving behind what is familiar and seeking to know more? It could be either, or it could be both. Sometimes we have to leave home. Sometimes we have to leave family. Sometimes we have to say, I love you all, but I have to find out who I am. I will stay in touch with you, and I will continue to love you, but I will not stay in a place where I am not able to be my fullest self. I will not stay in a way of thinking or in a physical location that keeps me from being and becoming all that I know I can be. So, my friend, you, you listening right now, what will you leave? What will you have the courage to say, I have to go, I have to become my most beautiful self and be an expression of that in the world. I am worth more than all that I have been in the past. I'm worth more than this past job or a job or two before that. I'm worth more than what this society might try to tell me I am. I'm worth more and running errands and going to the grocery store and getting my car fixed and doing this and doing that. I'm worth more than someone sitting on the couch watching a football game. I'm worth more than being an observer of life. I'm a participant 
I am. And that's what Yeshua taught. The I am was when you understand and experience that the greater I am is within you, the smaller I am, you will no longer ever be satisfied with smallness. You will step in to divine connection. What is deep inside of you, your most beautiful part of that's even beyond what you have ever dreamed, but you can do it. So what is your leaving home going to look like? What has it looked like? Whatever it is, you get to choose. We do not ever have to stay where we are, whether that's a way of thinking or the way of being or the values that need to be changed or a physical home. When is your leaving home going to take place? Has it already? And what is the next step in that for you? We'll be right back after another break. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we all face those times of leaving home, whatever that may be defined as being. It is a gift to be able to leave. So what's the next step? And we're going to be covering much more of this in the weeks to come. We'll be talking about in much more detail what the leaving home is and the second step of awakening or initiation and the return. But have you ever asked yourself, what could this awakening be for me? What is it that I need to be aware of? Of what is it that I must become conscious? That, that adventure up the mountain of life's experiences will indeed test us. It will challenge us. And it, in, in all of that, will help us to awaken to the beauty and the 
<clears throat> excuse me, the power within that we have not yet known. There is much more. There is much more to you than you've allowed yourself to think about yet. And I would encourage you right now, what is it that you've not yet admitted about how great and how truly beautiful you are? Are you willing to ask yourself that question? Are you willing to push aside all the things that have kept you under the blanket of deception? And yet, without stepping into a boastful pride, not at all, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stepping into honestly owning and expressing and becoming the beauty of who we are. Then I would ask you this, what will your return be like? You get to choose that. The return is always your purpose for being here. And your purpose is yours and must never be compared with others. What others are learning is none of my business, I like to say. I choose to be the best I can be. And there are many more heroes. There, there's more than one, I shall I say, heroes' adventures in each lifetime. We get to decide. You get to decide how you will choose each path and how your purpose will unfold. Lifetime, this lifetime is one adventure. How many lifetimes we have, we just don't know at this time. But whether it's one lifetime or another, or different experiences within this lifetime, which must be our focus, we are always in a place to be able to continue to learn and to grow. To find your own spiritual path is the most delightful adventure you will ever encounter. It is the way to remember who you are and why you've come here to planet Earth at this time. What is your purpose in helping this world awaken? What will you be saying or doing to help the, the society in which we find ourselves awaken from the smallness and the deceptions the deception of seeing the visible world around us as being more, more important than what we can't see. What are we going to help other people understand? How will we help other people come into the consciousness of all that is, not in the physical world, but in the realms above and beyond? What are your dreams? Do you remember? The good news is that I don't have to do all my inner work in isolation. In calling his disciples, and it wasn't just 12 men, Yeshua revealed the need for community as the extension of divine love and nurturing and all in the process of the hero's journey. Jesus taught a lot about the hero's journey in a different language, yes, perhaps, but the church left most of that out because they didn't understand it. The church left out the mysteries. The church left out anything that was internal because they were focused on externals. And in their focus on externals, they missed the deepest parts of what Yeshua taught. We are not alone. Seeking and finding other people who are on our common journey back home to the divine, our source of life, is the greatest awareness of who I am and the inner work that I need to do. We are here as divine light, or as Jeshua said, the light of the world. We are here as those beings that are, are to be love for others, the mutual nurturing as we learn to transform our inner shadows 
and support others in doing the same. I call this being spiritual midwives for each other as we choose to birth a greater magnificence than we've yet been. We must help each other to give birth to a new self continuously. This is what Yeshua taught and what he meant when he said, well, what the words in the Bible say, you must be born again. He did not say that. He said, give birth to a new self continuously. And you do that for yourself. It's a self-birthing process, not a doctrine of salvation. And yet, there are times when our work must be done in the solitude of departure. And even in that, community is always necessary. We need each other, not as members of some group, but as those who have lovingly committed ourselves first to do our own inner work and then to love those around us who are also doing their inner work. We are lights for each other on the path. We are spiritual midwives for each other in our birthing. We are all here to find our own unique spiritual path, our own unique truth that is vastly different than the dogma of religion. Who are you? What is your quest of a lifetime? What will you accomplish? What will your consciousness reveal? Who will you become? Have you dreamed of that? Can you see it? I encourage you, my friends, to sit down with a pencil paper and begin to write, Who am I really? Who will I become? What is that beautiful image, that beautiful human being, that I will become yet in this lifetime. What will I be doing? Dancing, singing, sharing the beauty and passion of living and in the lights of self-discovery with other people? Uh, yes, of course. Why not? Why not you? Just as I said, I had no dreams years ago that I'd ever write a book or be on the radio. And yet, here I am. And there's much more. I am totally enjoying the spiritual adventure. I would never have any of this had I not chosen to leave home, to step into an awakening experience, to face the hardships, the trials, the tests, and to say, I will. I will learn. I will grow. I will become. And there is nothing that's going to stop me. <laughs> I've said that many times, and I will say that again and again. I will learn through every experience. Finding truth is much like the beauty of that stream I was talking about. If I want to fully experience it, I must participate in the flow of it, not try to take it home with me. <laughs> As I stood there watching that stream that day, I was very much aware that every time I opened my eyes and looked around, I was seeing a different stream than I'd seen moments before. And had I tried to bottle up some water to take it home, I would have just that, a bottle of water. The stream is just like you and me. We can't bottle ourselves up. We can't do that, or we will miss this, the waterfall downstream a bit. We'll miss the mighty ocean. We'll miss being a drop of water in the clouds and falling again freely to some place on the earth. My friends, the beauty of being alive is you. 
and beyond all of our observations, we must jump in. We must get our, our feet wet, get our whole selves wet. We must jump in to the adventures that are awaiting us. We can do it. We can know. We cannot capture what's ahead. We cannot know ahead of time. We just jump in and we swim. And we trust and we know that we will find our highest purpose. We will find our brightest light. We will become a gift to humanity. Yes, I said that. You are a gift to humanity that is now unfolding. A gift that is being unwrapped by every experience you have. You are that Christmas present under the tree, and the bow can be taken off. Sometimes the bow being torn off or the paper being torn open, sometimes that's a fitting description of the trials and the tests, and we feel like, ouch, I didn't ask for this pain, and yet it is the gifts and pain and suffering that help us awaken. It is the dancing and the delights of our imperfections that we become more real. We are who we are, and we are becoming far more than we have yet dreamed of. To fully know that all of that, I must let the adventures be what they are. Keep my eyes open and keep my heart open. The quest for truth, the quest for spiritual identity, the quest for being that gift to humanity. That's what it's about. What then is the question? Running to the grocery store, working feverishly to meet a deadline, being anxious about paying the bills that are due next week, hoping the kids are safe, wishing for more time to play or to laugh, to relax while desperately wanting to succeed. Does that all sound familiar? Wanting to be able to plan beyond today, next month, next year, yet feverishly putting together the details of that report for an angry boss, you realize that this lifetime, in this culture, it is indeed, as it was tagged way back in the 60s, it is the age of anxiety. If only we knew where we'll be later today or perhaps tomorrow. If only we knew how much money we'll have next week. If only we knew, oh, if only, if only. Yes, the age of anxiety has been growing. It is right in the midst of all that that being anxious about so much, being within the memories of what we call the past that both haunt us with pain and comfort us with meaningful connections. The dread, the dismay, and the fear spread themselves over the landscape of what we call future. We also, in that, hold on to dreams and hopes and desires and plans and preparations for what we envision as a better life to come. Why is it we're always looking for something better? That something better is much more than just something else physical. That something better is knowing who we truly are. But what about now? People say, we know about right now, and we know how much time we you know, think that we spend there without really being there. Can we know the reality of now? without living in the present moment? What then 
and is the essence of our dilemma. As Eckhart Tolle said, and I quote, aren't past and future just as real, sometimes even more real than the present? After all, the past determines who we are as well as how we perceive and behave in the present, and our future goals determine what actions we may take in the present. End of quote. And yet, there's more. There's more than the past as we've known it, and there's more than the future as we hope it will be. I'll be right back with you. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So in all of our questioning about the past and the future, in all of the questions that come into our mind, And while the past and the future do affect what we experience right now, they don't have the power that right now possesses. Anything I dream of in the future, I dream in this moment. Planning for that dream may occupy some of my now, but it is still the future that hasn't happened yet. My only reality is what I experience, what I think, what I do, what I feel, what I hear, and what I wrestle with right now. The same is true of the past. In whatever ways the past may have affected me, it does so only if I bring it back into this moment. If I leave it in the past, it's there and it stays there. Everything we experience, we can only experience right now because that is all we have. Now is the moment that the hero chooses to stay or to depart. We know that for many, the past was better than now and the future certainly seems to hold what looks to be better than the now. And yet, the present moment holds that treasure far more real than either the past or future. If the present is filled with pain, remorse, tears of grief, how can we, or how can that be where we want to be? 
And yet right there is the question we face at all times. How can we be fully present when it feels so bad? Why do we hold tightly to what is painful? All I can say is we must stay in that present moment. There are huge gifts to be realized in the depths of pain and suffering as we learn about our shadow self, we learn about the ego, we learn about our sacred self, we learn about past mistakes, and we can celebrate them. We learn about what we could have done, and we decide now to change that. We learn about all kinds of ways and patterns that we have lived, and we say, now is the moment that I choose to change this or this or that. You get to fill in the blanks, my friends. You get to say what you'll never be anymore. You get to say what you will be and what you choose. But before we can discover our divine purpose, we must first understand the nature of our existence, the nature of our essence. What does it mean to be happy? Isn't that what we've all caught ourselves wanting, not just for right now, but for always? We deserve to be happy, we say to ourselves, but do we? Why do we? And what does that mean? The drunk person falling off a bar stool has been seeking an escape from unhappiness. Has he found it in that moment? The billionaire has just succeeded in cheating those who work for him in his corporation by paying them less than they need to have a decent life and pay their bills. He does this just so he can gain another billion or two in his insecure quest for more and more and more. Is he happy or is he like the drunk? chasing a will-o'-the-wisp that he will never possess. The fears that dominate the mind and the spirit of the billionaire are the same that dominate the homeless person's mind and spirit. Yet, I've met some homeless that are much less anxious than the billionaire, for the one who has less material goods has less to lose. And when the billionaire buys his seventh or his tenth home somewhere in the islands of the world or trades his 60-foot yacht for a 100-footer, he knows deep inside that he too faces the certainty of death either today or tomorrow, so he must possess everything he desires before death sneaks up on him. Has he then found happiness in his eat, drink, and be merry lifestyle? Does his dog-eat-dog world really bring him peace? Can he escape the pain he desperately tries to insulate himself from? In the midst of trying to keep all negative experiences at bay, we find that we are only constructing a life we hope for in the future while frantically trying to overcome something that was painful in the past. Is not the poorest among us those whose purpose and life is defined by dollars and cents? Why do we and the billionaire alike fear insecurity and the state of uncertainty or not knowing? Who among us is truly happy and for how long? The drunk and the billionaire are both ignorant of the fact that what feels like pleasure can never be an antidote for the present or future pain. The nagging question remains, is there a difference between something we think to be true and what truth really is? Is there a difference between truth and what we call a fact? What if I think something is a fact and then discover it isn't true? What if I just thought it was true until I discovered more? Facts change. Sometimes facts are just opinions. We have all to awaken to the awareness many times in our human adventures. We hang on to beliefs instead of delightfully expecting in the midst of not knowing, instead of learning to be comfortable 
In the experience of wrestling with paradox, we hang on to fear because fear is so familiar. And yet, my friends, we can learn to exchange fear for welcoming what is about to show up and not be afraid. For what you choose is what is about to show up. What you choose is an adventure. Your departure, your leaving home, is all that you need to know. You're leaving the ordinary behind. You're choosing to change patterns in your life. You're choosing to step into new adventures and new learning. That's what it's all about. And we face it boldly. The unknown becomes our friend. The unknown becomes a mystery that opens to far more beauty, even amidst some tests and trials that we must face. So, who are we? Some questions to ask you as we end today's show. Who am I right now? And who is this I that is going on this quest of the hero? What specifically would you take with you on your quest for truth? What part of yourself would you like to leave behind, but you know that you can't if your journey is to be really valuable? What mystery do you most want to learn? How has your life been like a drop of water in a stream? And what is it in your past that might be holding you back? What do you need to realize your dreams? What in your past keeps you from those dreams? And we need to ask ourselves, yes, this is my past, that was my past, whatever. But we need to go back and look and say, hmm, what are the parts in my past that are holding me back? What have I not worked through? What have I pushed aside? What is it that I have not wanted to look at? Is there anything inside myself that I have not wanted to admit? Is there anything inside of me that I have not been willing to own and transform and change? So what is your first step that will take you into moving ahead? And what truths have you had to let go of in in the face of a new discovery? My friends, life is what it is. Many times we've been told what life is, and instead of experiencing that ourselves, we just believe what we're told. Life is not what somebody else says it is. Life is what you say it is. Life is what you choose to be. Joseph Campbell was very wise in what he wrote, and he wrote about this hero's journey. We'll be taking time uh, after a three-week break here. We'll be taking more time on the hero's journey, looking more specifically at this departure and what it is and how it can be so vastly rewarding. And we'll take a much longer look at the awakening or the initiation period. For in that initiation and awakening time, there are difficulties, and we're going to take time to look at many of those and be very honest about what it is. And then, in the midst of celebrating all that we learn, we're going to be able to take more time to look at the return, who it is we're becoming, the message and the beauty and the power of becoming our best self, our highest self. 
And so, my friends, for the next three weeks, I'll be taking a break from this. And Dr. Sheldon Kramer will be on the show as a guest, and he'll be talking about the Jewish perspective of the tree of life, this mystical Kabbalah, and developing the inner qualities of the hero. Then, I'm privileged to have, in the middle of March, the world's leading Aramaic scholar, Dr. Neil Douglas Klotz, to come and be a guest on the show. That will be one you won't want to miss. And then we'll be back to the hero's adventure in the weeks following that. But right now, my friends, you are the hero. I support you. Let's do this together. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion. Your life is waiting next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.